Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Show. This is Christy Burton Brown filling in for Dan today. I'm the chairwoman of the Colorado Republican Party, and Dan should be joining us about halfway through the show. But so many things going on in the world today Ukraine, Russia, American energy independence, uh, you know, creating so many conversations today. And here in Colorado, the Democrats in the state legislature are proposing the nation's most extreme abortion bill, which will be heard in committee tomorrow at 1.30. And this abortion bill doesn't only allow, or if it passes, it will not only allow abortion until birth, until the literal moment of birth for any reason whatsoever, including the gender of the child, including the race of the child, but it would also go so far as to allow infanticide. If some of you think back to 2019 in Virginia, when the Virginia House of Delegates debated an abortion bill, which at the time was one of the most extreme abortion bills proposed in the nation, that bill would have specifically also recognized and allowed infanticide in law if a child survived an abortion attempt. And back then, Governor Northam of Virginia infamously went on radio explaining exactly how the mother of the child could choose to let it die or let the doctor end its life if the abortion attempt failed. Now, that bill actually ended up dying in committee in Virginia, never actually became law because there was such an outrage across the state of a state legislature attempting to legalize infanticide. Well, it's back in Colorado. That is what the Democrats at the State House and the State Senate are attempting to do this legislative session. Many believe that this attempt is an act of desperation on the part of a political party, which knows that this is the final legislative session, that they are going to be in complete control of the House, the Senate, and the governor's mansion. And so instead of focusing on issues that the average Colorado is talking about, the average Colorado family is dealing with inflation, gas prices, soaring record high violent crime all across Colorado. Instead, what do the Democrats do in the legislature? Oh, sponsor a bill to legalize infanticide, partial birth abortion and abortion for absolutely any reason up until the moment of birth. That is what we're dealing with here in Colorado. If you're just tuning in, this is Christy Burton-Brown, chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, in for Dan Kaplis today. And let's go ahead and listen to a couple clips about this bill that's making its way through the state house starting tomorrow. Uh, Grant, if we can have clip 18, this is Senator Julie Gonzalez, who's one of the sponsors of the abortion bill. 
it's time for us um, as a progressive state um, to also put forward a different model to protect access uh, to the full range of reproductive health options. It's time for us. Okay, well, that is how they're billing it. Uh, a full range of reproductive health options. I mean, I think last any sane person checked infanticide and abortion of a child who could survive on their own outside the womb, certainly not included in reproductive health care. Uh, when we're talking about two lives, there are two lives that should be protected. Uh, let's also listen to uh, Denea Escar, Representative Denea Escar, one of the other sponsors of the bill in clip 17. We want to simply make sure that this fundamental right to health care is in our statutes and protects all Coloradans. We and this is how they continue to talk about it, a fundamental right. They skirt around the issue, don't actually let you dive deep into the actual wording of the bill. Well, I, I've read the bill. I don't know how many people out there have actually read the bill. The actual language is, is so, so extreme and so uh, anti what the people of Colorado actually believe. When you go out and talk to people, uh, people are not wanting our state to be the most extreme in the nation in support of abortion, in support of infanticide, re-legalizing partial birth abortion, and supporting abortion for reasons of gender and race and ethnicity of the baby. Every single one of those things would be legalized if HB 1279 is passed in the Colorado Senate and House. And again, its first hearing will be tomorrow at 1.30 in the House Insurance and Health Committee. Uh, any citizen can go testify, actually both remotely and in person. Of course, these are the hearings of the Capitol that often go late into the night, and we would certainly expect testimony to go for hours, which is important when the Democrats want to ram a bill through and not listen to the citizens, that the citizens show up anyway and express the real values of Coloradans across the state. This is Christy Burton-Brown, state Republican chairman, filling in for Dan Kaplis today. Let's listen to one more clip on that bill, and this is clip 19 with a Republican representative, Dave Williams, on why Republicans at the Capitol are opposing this abortion bill. This is a, an issue that's been going on for years in our country, and I think it's all coming to a head. To many Americans and many Coloradans, there is no difference between whether or not someone is uh, in the womb or outside of the womb. Myself and other uh, pro-lifers will uh, be right there on the front lines uh, fighting to defeat it. And that's absolutely right. There are a, there's a huge coalition of groups that have already come together, planning to testify tomorrow at the Capitol. And again, when this is heard in the Senate committee, always room for more citizens who testify remotely and in person at the state Capitol. 130, the House Health and Insurance Committee, where the most extreme abortion law in the nation will be heard here in Colorado tomorrow. And again, I think it can't be emphasized enough. This is not just your typical pro-abortion bill. This bill is way too extreme for Colorado. It would reverse the parental notification bill that Coloradans passed. It would legalize infanticide, the killing of an unborn child if they survive abortion and they are now a newborn child. It would legalize that, would legalize partial birth abortion in any form of abortion at the end of a child's uh, time in the womb for any reason at all, based on the child's gender, race, ethnicity, anything goes. And this would become the most extreme abortion law in the nation. Way too extreme for Colorado. 
And I think it's very interesting that those supporting the bill are not being honest with the public and the people of Colorado about what this is about. In the, in the clips we listened to with Representatives Denea Escar and Senator Julian Gonzalez, they don't acknowledge what they're actually doing in this bill. They pretend they're defending women's rights. And as a woman and a mom myself and the chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, I am well aware that there is no reason women need abortion to succeed. Um, I'm a lawyer. I took the bar exam when I was pregnant with my daughter and have been able to have a successful career as many women have while we also have children. Children do not stop us. They do not hinder us. Our rights are not entirely separate from those of our children or any other human being. And, you know, this is something that the majority of women actually share. We believe that children have rights too. We should stand up for everyone's rights, not just a select group of people. So that's going to be a huge issue at the state capitol tomorrow, 1.30, House Health and Insurance Committee that anyone can go testify in person remotely. Sign up if that's something that you want to stand up for. We need people to advocate for the lives of every single person here in Colorado and not stop doing that just because the Democrats happen to be in control and run extreme pieces of legislation across Colorado. Another another big issue coming out today, of course, Biden continues to talk about American oil and gas, Russia's oil and gas. And when he was getting off Air Force One today, he was asked about whether or not he has a message for the American people on gas prices. Well, he said, sure, here's my message. They're going to go up and we can't do much right now because Russia is responsible. Well, News to President Biden, gas prices actually increased 48 percent under Biden before Russia even invaded Ukraine. Those are due to Biden's policies. That's what he did with killing the Keystone Pipeline and doing so many other things against the American ener energy industry. And now we have no American energy independence. And that is all on on Biden. So I think we are going to be taking a break and Stay on the Dan Kaplan Show. We'll continue to talk more about Ukraine, Russia, and American energy independence and whether or not we can get back to that. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show with Christy Burton-Brown. We were just kids With our hopes, with our dreams, with our faults We were just Welcome back to the Dan Kaplan Show. This is Christy Burton-Brown, chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, in for Dan today. And today, Joe Biden announcing that he is putting a ban on Russian oil and energy imports. If we can go to clip six, Grant. Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has strong bipartisan support in the Congress and, I believe, in the country. Americans have rallied, support, have rallied to support their Ukrainian people and made it clear we will not be part of subsidizing Putin's war. And of course, this is exactly what should have happened, you could argue, uh, days ago with the U.S. banning Russian oil imports. 
Uh, interesting, though, that President Biden has decided to do this now when he and his party, which is in control of the nation, certainly could have done a lot to prevent what is going on in Ukraine in the first place, including by sanctioning the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which was an option that they were given. And Senator Michael Bennett, Democrat from Colorado, and Senator John Hickenlooper, Democrat from Colorado, are two senators, both not only voted against sanctioning the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which was benefiting Russia, they also helped to filibuster against sanctioning the pipeline. And so I think the energy policy put out from the Democrats, both nationally and here in Colorado, has not was not activated in time when they had the opportunity to to deal actually devastating blows to Russia to prevent the action, the illegal actions that Putin and Russia are taking against the Ukrainian people. They didn't do it. And Joe Biden is taking his time implementing some of these measures that Americans have been calling for for quite some time. And certainly Republicans have been advocating for for a very long time. If you want to be part of the discussion today, you can call in 855-405-8255. I'm Christy Burton-Brown, chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, filling in for Dan. And Grant, let's also go to clip number 12. This is Peter Ducey challenging Jen Psaki on what exactly the U.S. is going to do with oil now if Russian oil is banned. What we can do to prevent this from being a challenge in future crises, the best thing we can do is reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and foreign oil, uh, because that will help us uh, have a, a reliable source of energy so that we're not worried about gas prices going up because of the whims of a foreign dictator. Right. And you guys think that asking Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil? That's actually, I just outlined each of those specific scenarios and the range of par- discussions that we're having uh, with each of those countries. I don't think anybody is advocating for Iran to continue acquiring a nuclear weapon, perhaps except for the former president who put, pulled us out of the deal. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what you would call a non-answer. And Jen Psaki circling back once again to non-issues that were not part of the conversation and part of the actual question. But that's exactly what you do when you don't have an answer, when you are being asked why in the world the American president is taking this step of having his administration talk to Iran and Venezuela, both known for their dictators and, and terrorism in the case of Iran, for sure. And now maybe we're going to go buy oil from them. Since now Russia's off the table, let's not produce oil and gas here in America and here in Colorado in particular, but instead let's go talk to other foreign adversaries about how they can supply America with our energy needs. I think it's patently ridiculous and should be absolutely off the table for any American president to discuss getting oil and gas from any foreign adversary. You can call into the Dan Kaplan Show, 855-405-8255. Give us your perspective and what solutions you think Joe Biden should be doing other than constantly changing his mind, dragging his feet, and not supporting full American energy independence, which our nation needs now more than ever. Let's go ahead and go to clip number nine with uh, Secretary of Transportation, Mayor Pete. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. 
I mean, that is a stellar solution for the short term here in Colorado and across the nation when families are already struggling to not only put food on the table, but to get to work and travel to pay, you know, the, the cost of a gallon of gas, which has gone up to record highs across the nation already. I mean, hey, come up with $56,000 to buy an electric vehicle. That's what Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg is recommending. That will solve all your problems. Just, you know, create that $56,000 out of thin air. Uh, Clearly, it's yet another instance of Mayor Pete having no clue what he's actually talking about and no identification with the average working family here in Colorado and across the nation. Uh, This is Christy Burton Brown in for Dan Kaplis today. I'm the chairman of the Colorado Republican Party. You can call in 855-405-8255. One of the things I do in my role as chairman is travel the entire state of Colorado. Actually, tomorrow I will hit the 64th county in Colorado. Our state has 64 counties. Uh, The final county I'll be hitting is Pitkin up in um, Aspen and Basalt. But recently I finished a tour on the eastern plains of Colorado. And when you bring up these issues to them, how do we solve the oil and gas issue? How do we bring energy independence to Colorado? The solution that they are thinking of is not require everyone to buy an electric vehicle and put electric charging stations all across the state. And bam, that solves all of our problems. That is not a realistic solution for the people who are growing our food, our our ranchers, our farmers across Colorado, for the people on the Western Slope who have to travel long distances to get anywhere. And even for families here in Metro Colorado who sure, you know, maybe families like mine, we don't have to drive a long way to work, but we certainly don't just have a random $56,000 sitting around to buy an electric vehicle because Mayor Pete thinks that's the solution to all of our problems. Like that's what we're dealing with right now in the United States is a Democrat party who has become full of elitists who want to tell us all that in order to solve our problems, we just need to spend more money. And well, they'll hand it out to us and then charge our children in the next generation to pay for everything that they said they were giving us for free. We're all well aware that nothing in life is actually free. Certainly not what the Democrats are offering. This is Christy Burton Brown in for Dan Kaplis today. You can join the conversation 855-405-8255. I think we have a caller with us on the air. We're going to go. Um, we'll go to the caller in just a second. Um, we are talking about Mayor Pete saying that electric vehicles are the solution to all of our problems, not American energy independence. I mean, why would that be a solution? What's interesting, I don't know if any of you follow Elon Musk on Twitter. I, I do. I think he has some interesting ideas and doesn't um, doesn't walk any particular party line. He's fairly independent in what he thinks and what he says. And Being someone who has created a lot of the electric vehicle industry in America, even he is saying that American energy independence and oil and gas here in America is actually the answer, not electric vehicles right now. And he's the creator of these electric vehicles. All right, we have callers on the line. Hold with us. We'll get to callers after this break. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show with Christy Burton-Brown. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
the show. This is Christy Burton-Brown, chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, filling in for Dan today. And we were just talking about Mayor Pete Buttigieg, his suggestion, Secretary of Transportation, that, you know, since American energy independence isn't the answer, since that Biden, you know, today announced that we're banning Russian oil and gas imports, hey, go buy an electric vehicle, which costs $56,000 on average per vehicle. And someone actually messaged me during the break and said, how many families have two vehicles because mom and dad both go to work? That's two electric vehicles Mayor Pete expects them to buy. That's exactly right. Over $100,000 you need to drop because Democrats don't care about American energy independence. Well, let's go to the lines. We have two callers who have been holding through the break. First of all, Terrence from Centennial. Welcome to the Dan Kaplan Show. Hello, Christy. Thanks a lot for the, taking my call. I wanted to share a little bit of reality regarding the discussion of uh, energy independence. Yes. For decades, the United States has been uh, importing foreign oil, and we will continue to always import for, foreign oil. The reason for that is most of the refineries in the United States are designed to run off of uh, heavier crude oils that are mm-hmm. available from, from overseas. Um, the lighter uh, oil that's being produced from the horizontal drilling and fracking, it's a lighter oil. And so that's why, you know, a lot of that's being exported. It is being used mm-hmm. somewhat in the United States, but we can't consume all of it uh, with our refineries. Sure. So before before the Shell Revolution, we were importing about 60% of our oil. And right. then after the Shell Revolution, it, it went down to about 40%. Yeah, a lot less. That's starting to creep mm-hmm. back up because our, our production is off. So Right, right. You know, the reality is that Biden we're all, always going to be... Well, yeah, well, that's true. But, uh, you know, the, the reality is we're always going to be importing foreign oil. Sure. And, uh, you, you know, know I, I, think I think we the do U.S. Need... often does do at least some portion of that, to your point, Terrence. But, I mean, do you think that if we're going to ban Russian oil, the answer is to go buy it from dictators like Venezuela's or Iran's? Is oh, that... no, we should be, you know, we should be ramping up production. And, you know, but you have, uh, you know, you have John Kerry out there. Uh, coercing, uh, the, you know, the banks to stop lending to um, oil and gas companies. Right. I mean, there's a whole machine, so, really, you know, they're, they're, stopping they're, it, stopping American energy independence and more production of oil here in America. So, I mean, I think you're right. It is goes beyond even President Biden. There are so many hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, of d- Democrats in power who are stopping this from happening. And I think that's why we should be really loud about insisting that it is what happens. And in my view, elect people who are going to promote as much American energy independence as we can have in this nation. But Terrence, I'm going to thank you well, for again, calling in is, you know, very we're, much. We're in, yeah. yeah. And I'm going right. to go to the thank other you. caller, but thank you so much for your time. Hopefully you'll call back the Dan Kaplan show another time. All right. Bye, Terrence. Uh, you can call in, too. We have open lines, 855-405-8255. This is Christy Burton-Brown, The Dan Kaplan Show. We're going to go to to Pat from Boulder. Welcome to The Dan Kaplan Show. I'm from Boulder County, but it doesn't make oh, any difference Oh, hey, anymore. little difference. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I'm a senior citizen. I call into talk shows occasionally. I oh, don't good. understand why no one is talking about what caused this uranium, excuse me, uh, uh, Ukraine, the Ukraine, mm-hmm. because the Biden, not the Biden, the Obama administration, which is in its third administration, I right. feel right now, right? They pushed 
Ukraine and blackmailed them, as we heard Biden say uh, several years ago. Mm-hmm. And they have different factories, biofactories there in the Ukraine. And okay. m- much as we do not care for Putin, he doesn't no. care for NATO being there with biochemicals. And just as much as we don't care to have. Well, and I mean, I think Cuba. Ukraine made a deal with the United States to give up their nuclear weapons, actually. And so I think a lot of the misinformation out there that Putin is spreading is that Ukraine is somehow dangerous to Russia. And he would like the world to believe that when really he wants to go conquer countries that were formerly in the USSR. So, I mean, I think that's Putin's spin on what's going on. Okay, the only thing I don't understand is the spin. Now, that may be true. I don't know enough about that. But in in my sources, I think they may be still there. The trouble is is that Ukrainian people get, just like us, get caught in the middle. There's a little man called Carl Schwab who's in the Global Reset that is uh, footsie with China, and they're going to be partners when our country goes down the tube and the rest of the world goes down the tube. And that's what scares me with all this. I have okay. grandkids and kids. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. scares me. Well, well, and Pat, I think to your point, there's a lot of you know things that we don't all know what goes on out there. There's a lot of connections that I'm sure people would be upset if they knew about. But I, I think the main issue, and I really appreciate you calling in, but I think the main issue right now is that Putin and Russia are trying to conquer parts of the world. They are spreading a lot of disinformation and misinformation while they do it. And as Americans, we stand with Ukraine, we stand for countries fighting for their freedom, and we have to find a way for American energy independence to win the day if we really want to be disassociated from countries like Russia who use money from oil and gas to fund their illegitimate illegal war against countries like Ukraine. So I think that's a huge issue that the current administration needs to figure out. I'm not confident they can, but uh, we'll see how it goes. And thank you, Pat, so much for calling in. Hopefully you call back another day. All right. Uh, if you'd like to join the Dan Kaplan Show, you can call 855-405-8255. I'm Christy Burton-Brown, chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, um, filling in for Dan. But I think Dan is going to be joining us on the show very shortly after, after this next break. Um, I do want to throw back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the show, and that is that the most extreme abortion bill in the nation is going to be heard tomorrow at the state capitol at 1.30 at the Health and insurance committee. This is literally the worst abortion bill that could possibly be proposed. We saw something similar be proposed in 2019 in Virginia. If you remember, Governor Northam back then advocated for this bill and admitted and agreed on a radio show that the bill proposed in Virginia actually would have allowed infanticide. And if a child had survived an abortion, its mother and the doctor would have the ability to choose what actually happens to the child. No, no requirement in law to keep that child alive if that child is a newborn baby who has literally just survived. That bill in Virginia was killed in committee. Infanticide became a huge topic and a lot of outrage among Virginians. Well, that bill is back here in Colorado. 
in its own Colorado version sponsored by some of the most extreme left socialist Democrats in our state. They are now proposing a bill that would legalize partial birth abortion, abortion until the moment of birth for any reason, gender of the child, race of the child, ethnicity of the child, and also um, allow for that child's life to be ended if he or she does survive an abortion and is born infanticide, killing that newborn baby would be legal if HB 1279 passes. So any citizen can go to the Capitol, testify against this bill. You can also do it remotely. Again, it's HB 1279 heard tomorrow in committee at 1.30 in the Colorado House. Um, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show with Christy Burton Brown. We're going to take a break. And at the other end of this break, Dan Kaplan will be joining us himself. Reliance on a single foreign supplier can leave a nation vulnerable to extortion and intimidation. That is why we congratulate European states such as Poland for leading the construction of a Baltic pipeline so that nations are not dependent on Russia to meet their energy needs. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. And Christy Burton Brown, you know what uh, is the best part of that? And obviously Trump was right on target, but the best part of that was in the video, there's a cutaway to the German delegation in the UN, wow. uh, as Trump says that, and they're laughing at him. Oh. They're laughing at him. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> wow. Hey, you are doing a great job. I, I was up in court, northern Colorado, driving back, so I got to listen to you. Man, you're lighting it up. I was surprised my key card worked. Oh, <laughs> no, it always works for you. Yeah, yes. yeah, until it doesn't. <laughs> Trust me, I have had that happen. Oh. I, I've had that happen in this building. Oh, okay. But it's the business, right? It's just right. part of the business. But yeah, no, you're doing awesome. And, and thank you for being here. And I was in court and Christy was kind enough to come in and co-host the show with me today. So want to get your take, 855-405-8255, the number. Christy, I know from listening to you on the show today that, that you're making the key point that, you know, Biden obviously not only should have done this a long time ago, but should have made it clear to Russia and should have led the allies, yes. you know, into a really powerful package of sanctions to be levied before the invasion. I mean didn't take much to figure out if Putin's no. going all the trouble of putting 150, 200,000 troops on the border. It's not an exercise. Oh, no, absolutely not. And I mean, I think there's a variety of ideas on, you know, what could have been done to prevent this in the first place. But well, I think one of the most common sense ideas was to sanction the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that the Democrats absolutely refused to do back in January when that was suggested. Mm -hmm. And all the money that we give every single day to Russia in oil and gas. And we're only now stopping it. Well, don't you think this is a case where, where the left, you know, and Joe Biden, obviously a big part of that, part of the overall master plan is to uh, make it impossible for us to run our economy on fossil fuels and, and therefore force the Green New Deal, even if it blows the economy to smithereens and undermines sure. quality of life. It's simply a matter of because of, they can't be that stupid. Right. I mean, <laughs> everybody could not. see day one, <laughs> day one, you shut down, you know, yeah, Keystone Pipe, you shut that down. 
Nord Stream 2, all of that, I mean, I don't think it's at all black helicopter stuff to say this is very well thought out, put well in quotes by the left, and that's the plan. You know, make it impossible for us Mm -hmm. to run on fossil fuels and force the Green New Deal. Well, exactly. Even when you see the Biden administration going and talking to Iran and talking to Venezuela, now that they've shut off Russian oil imports, I mean, that's just going to create more sentiment among the public that we have to stop buying this oil and Mm -hmm. gas. So I think creating more of that kind of sentiment. And then, of course, Mayor Pete suggesting the answer is electric cars and electric charging stations. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and we spent some time on that yesterday. I think that, that Pete, I mean, he has bad ideas. He'd be bad for the country, (laughs) but he's a smart guy. So I I think he understood the vast majority of Americans would be furious at that comment, but that's not his audience. You know, his audience is the uber elite on the left who will decide who replaces Joe Biden. I think that's who he's... That's who he's playing to. I don't, I don't know who else. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't Newsom, think maybe. she's even in the running. I mean, do you? Oh, I think she thinks she's in the running. Yeah, I don't right. think she's a serious contender right. at all. Right. Hey, I, something you said coming out of the last segment, you made the point that this new uh, uh, ultra extreme, mm-hmm. you know, Democrat abortion bill, and you're right, it would make Colorado, you know, the most extreme abortion state in the country. You said it would allow post-birth abortion. Yes. And and I know you have a sound basis for that. So can you lay that out? Yes, absolutely. And anyone should go look at the Colorado Springs Gazette editorial board put out an editorial today, this morning, explaining actually how that would happen. And I went and read the language of the bill myself. It specifically says that no state government, no state law, no lower government can infringe at all or interfere in any way with the right to reproductive health care. And then it defines reproductive health care to include not only all the things you normally think of, but also postnatal right. care. That's after birth. Right. And this goes back to Barack Obama, mm-hmm. uh, Illinois, when he opposed, as you know, the law that that would have protected babies yes. who were born alive after a failed abortion. So that's that's clearly what they're doing here, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, clearly what they're doing here. We don't have a law like that in Colorado, and they're trying to ensure that we never can wow. so that abortion wow. clinics can get away with whatever they want to Man. do in, in postnatal application of pregnancy outcomes, to use some other language. You know, that, that that is so wicked. And that is yes. so wicked. I mean, to, to put into law that, hey, if you fail to kill this child before birth and, and the Democrats' bill would allow abortion, you know, right before the baby's delivered, right? If you fail to kill that child and that child happens to be born alive, you can still kill it. I mean, yep. but but to me, as wicked and as hideous as, as that is, mm-hmm. it goes back to the fact that so much is gained by overturning Roe. And I hope it's, it's overturned completely, but even if they go with the 15-week thing, Roe is still gone. So the point is, the legislatures now can have the debate. and And these Democrats who masquerade as moderates get outed as being much closer to monstrous than moderate. Oh, my goodness. Well, and I think, Dan, to your point, what they're trying to do right now, they know with the redistricting maps and everything that happened in Colorado and everything that's about to happen in November, that they are not going to have a supermajority control in our legislature after this session. Mm -hmm. They're going to lose the Senate, going to lose a significant number of seats in the House. So this is like their last desperate attempt to get the most possible extreme abortion bill in the nation Because they know they can't do it after this. Yeah, what a great point. Christopher Brown, chair of the GOP, co-hosting today. Uh, Give folks a quick preview of Michael Fields for those who don't know him yet. I know he's going to join our conversation at uh, 5.06. Yes, he is with uh, Advanced Colorado Action. And he's going to tell us about an effort to take away Tabor refunds here Mm. in Colorado, as well as basically the public safety environment in Colorado. 
record high in violent crime. I think he's running some ads on fentanyl legislation and just how the Democrats are feeling. Yeah, they, they do great work there. And our buddy George Brockler, I know you saw his piece in the Denver Post, and he yeah. just had that that great take. And he laid it out so well, mm-hmm. this $90 million no-bid contract yep. to a Polis-friendly you know, for this this COVID testing that then completely flopped and we had all these dead bodies. And yeah. and George is right. There needs to be a full audit. But tell the folks how the Democrats have reacted to that thought. Oh, well, I mean, they just continue to hide, cover up. They don't want those kind of things exposed because uh, they know this is the year voters are actually going to listen to those kind of things. They're going to be concerned about COVID cover-ups and nursing home deaths. They're going to be concerned about fentanyl and right. record high overdoses right. here in Colorado. 25-year high in violent crime. So there's running and hiding, and people like Michael and George both help expose all of it. Yeah, Christy Burton-Brown, chair of the GOP in the House. We're co-hosting the show today. After the break, we get into everything hot in the news today, including my take and probably Christie's on the Russell Wilson trade. You're on the Dan Kaplan <laughs> Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.